Well, on Friday, the 23rd of June, it is uh, what's known as Employee Ownership Day, when a lot of the employee-owned businesses across the country um, do things to mark, celebrate the day, or get involved in local communities, or whatever it is, for what is a very fast-growing um, sector. I'm delighted to welcome somebody that uh, represents a very, you know, one of the most successful organizations within employee ownership and a leading light in so many ways. Um, and a big warm welcome to Michael Hodgson, who's the chair of Glide, which is the employee-owned organization that are representing um, the employees at Gripple. And I think Gripple, there is an extra bit, there's load, load hog and go tools, but I'm sure Michael will tell us all about it. So Michael, welcome to the show. Um, yeah, I think we should probably start with uh, Glide and Gripple and what you actually do, the core business. Of course, yeah. Thanks for having me, Adrian. Um, so Gripple is a manufacturing company based in Sheffield. Uh, Gripple make wire joiners and tensioners primarily. So started off in the agricultural industry. So basically a, an innovative means of eliminating the need to knot and tie wire fencing together. So essentially a labor saving um, health and safety benefit product, which became uh, the market leader essentially. And um, and I guess created an industry in itself. Uh, it, the business is predominantly in construction now. That's where the biggest growth area is. Uh, and basically we use wire joiners to suspend a range of building services on construction projects. So that's things like lighting, HVAC equipment, um, electrical containment, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, in terms of the employee ownership model, so as you mentioned, my role is to chair Glide. So Glide is a essentially a, an employee ownership member organization, a company set up limited by guarantee. Um, so everyone's individual liability in that company is limited to a pound, but it is basically there to represent the interests of the employee owners across three businesses within the group. So Gripple, the one we mentioned, Loadhog, the sister company, which is a returnable transit packaging company that basically is aiming to reduce single-use plastic and cardboard from supply chains. Mm -hmm. And then GoTools, which is a, a tool maker, precision tool maker based in, in Rotherham. Um, so to give you a brief snapshot of what Glide is there to do, it is all about providing the voice, representing the interests of the members. Um, it is about custodianship. It's about protecting the business for the long term and making sure it's here for, for subsequent generations. And a lot of it comes back to um, a key principle for all of our businesses, which is challenge and providing that challenge in the day to day um, holding the businesses to account and making sure the businesses are running against some key performance principles around sustainable growth, um, new product turnover, um, supporting our communities through charitable endeavors and, and being an ambassador for employee ownership. So that, that's Glide's role, I guess, in a nutshell. Wow, well, that's quite a lot, and thank you. Very, uh, a very clear exposition of it. I, I, I'm sure you know, there's no exam, listeners, after it, to make sure you understood <laughs> all, all those bits. But let's try and unpick some of them. Just start with the, um, you know, when was Gripple founded, and when did it become employee-owned? So Gripple was founded in 1989 by Hugh Facey. Uh, so it became employee-owned in 1994. So that was the first time that Hugh offered. Uh, employees in the business the opportunity to buy shares at that point it wasn't mandatory um, but what Hugh did do over the subsequent years right up until 2011 which was when Glide was officially founded um, was explore ways to essentially formalize the model and plan his I guess transition to a um, hundred percent employee owned business 
So what happened in 2011 when Glide was formed was firstly, Hugh, alongside our vice chair, Roger Hall, started a 10-year period of gifting their shares into Glide, which obviously incredible philanthropic gesture, which meant we weren't saddled with debt from day one. We were able to, to be earning dividend on our shares. And the important point to note is uh, we pay dividend quarterly based on the profitability of the businesses. So what Glide has there is an income um, from the gifted shares that, that Hugh and Roger very kindly gave us. Um, so the other thing that the other key thing that happened in 2011 was that process of buying shares became a mandatory requirement of employment, which meant after 12 months for every single person in our business, um, there is a, a prerequisite to buy buy a thousand pounds worth of shares as a minimum, um, which is how we arrive at our 100% employee ownership and obviously our direct employee ownership model as well. So it is a very pragmatic Yorkshire principle in the mm. sense that you you buy in and you value something because you've paid for it. It's yours. It's, it's, it's paid for through your hard-earned cash. And um, we hope that that drives a culture of, well, I say we hope it absolutely does um, drive a culture of people taking responsibility for the business, people challenging, people asking questions, people contributing their ideas um, and driving that that whole employee engagement piece, which helps us to be productive and grow the business sustainably. So people own shares directly. They're not held in trust as in other models. Scott Barter in Northamptonshire, for instance, the, the shares are held in trust for the employees as beneficiaries. In this case, I can buy and, you know, somebody might have twice the number of shares of the person sat next to them in the office. Correct. Yes. So there's no there's no sort of limit beyond a couple of things, really, in terms of share ownership at, in our businesses. Um, we obviously have a scheme of providing share loans. So mm -hmm. um, people can loan up to 50% of their salary annually. Um, that's something that we obviously through a, a share transfer committee, we just essentially manage manage those transactions and make sure no one's no one's buying anything to mm -hmm. um, with, you know, making sure that people are buying things sensibly. Um, but the other prerequisite is that no one can own more than 10% of the total. Mm -hmm. So there is a real opportunity for our people when they join our business to over time. And obviously a key principle is we hope people, when we get the right people in the business, we hope they stay for a long time and we hope they really do um, create lots of value for themselves through the share ownership and through gradually increasing their share ownership over the, over the course of their career with us. Um, so it does give a really even playing field. And obviously, people have different levels of disposable income. That's fair enough. Um, but you will find many examples in our business of people in reasonably modest roles, you know, production operative roles, production team leader roles who've, who've retired in our business after 25 years with hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of, of shares that they've sold back. So, you know, that's that's a fantastic case study for us because that's essentially what we want. We want to create that value for people and really allow people to see the fruit of their of their labor over, you know, of their contribution over the, the time that they're with us. Indeed. So when people leave, either they retire or they want to go for another job, if, you know, it doesn't look like many of them do, but they're obliged to sell back, are they, at then the current strike price for the shares? 
Correct, yes. So it is an internal market um, facilitated by Glide. That's one of the reasons we have that dividend income is to allow us to facilitate that buyback of shares. Um, so the only anomaly is if someone does retire, they can keep their shares. Mm. Um, and usually what would happen in that in that instance is they would probably periodically sell the shares back to the business over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, the main principle is that all the shares end up back in Glide eventually. Um, but yeah, retirement is the only anomaly to anyone leaving the business keeping shares. Yeah, no, t- tremendous. I mean, yeah, very different perhaps, but that's, that's the direct ownership model as against the trust um, model. Now, you've talked about challenge, and I did have the pleasure of visiting Gripple Goss, I think it was 2020, and very impressed I was as well with just the whole business, but also the culture, um, uh, this idea of challenge. So just explain to us, I think, whether you still have the same rules about new product development and how you're keeping that challenge, and how, especially in innovation. Yeah, we we do still have the same rule. So um, I mentioned near the start, we have a key performance pillar that we expect the businesses to hit, which is uh, 20% of their annual turnover should come from products that are less than five years old. So from our perspective, it is keeping that focus on new product development. And the culture of challenge is obviously really important because we want those ideas and those suggestions and that sort of brainstorming to come from all areas of the business um, there's lots of great examples in our business in terms of um, new product development and and expanding into new markets new sectors new applications uh, and they're often from people in the business you know we i mentioned near the start the business began in agriculture and we actually had one of our agricultural sales managers in the us um, who happened upon uh, a lorry with some geotextile matting on the back of it and he, he simply asked the question what are you doing with that uh, and they were talking the answer was that they, they were going to be anchoring it to the ground on a slope stabilization application mm. and he took that information away and said you know i'm sure there's there's an opportunity for us through the the gripple and the the grip and pull technology that we have to produce an anchor that can do that um, and that created a business which, you know, now exists as part of our core sectors in, in civil construction. So <laughs> there's there's plenty of examples of that. Um, and ultimately, the, another key principle for us is that we grow the business through innovation. We don't grow through acquisition because we recognize that there is a real challenge with trying to integrate cultures, certainly when you've got a culture which for us feels feels quite different and quite unique. Mm. And we want to maintain that and, and grow it in the right way uh, and it, and it, for it to be not diluted. So innovation is how we grow. Um, and the, the challenge principle there is that you are obviously through our Glide board meetings, we are encouraging challenge from our elected representatives around the table. So at the format of our board meetings is that we invite the MDs of our member businesses to come and report in and then we'll have a QA and a where the reps will basically ask questions and hold the MDs to account on performance. So that is one formal element of challenge that we have. But ultimately, what we want is a culture of challenge. We want that to exist in the day to day. We want everyone at all levels to to challenge each other. And obviously, that means that we're not just focused on innovation and new product development, but we're focused on innovation in our processes, innovation in um, the way we, we build our own machines, the way we automate our manufacturing, um, the way the business is structured, Glide is obviously quite an innovative concept um, and another example of that. 
So it is about encouraging that across all aspects of the business and not just at, at the MPD new product development stage. Gosh, it's remarkable, really. And so young people who are on the governance boards or, you know, you're encouraging everyone to possibly challenge uh, a senior leader in another department. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and obviously there, that, that takes some time, doesn't it? It's, um, mm. it's not something that people are going to be, be confident to do straight away. Uh, and we recognize that. And it's, it's a four year term that people serve on our glide board. And we do provide a training program alongside that. But ultimately, the best way to, to really get those reps um, feeling confident enough around that table to ask those questions is for them to experience those board meetings and to see their, their peers doing yeah. the same thing. Um, yeah. But it's also down to leadership, isn't it? It's um, it's making sure you're creating a culture where when someone asks a question, they're not chastised for it. They're energized by the response and they're thinking, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to ask more questions. I'm going to try and contribute more here because I can see that we're encouraging it. You know, we're not we're not looking upon challenges. You know, we, we don't want these questions and we're going to we're going to bite back. Um, yeah. So that that culture of leadership and compassionate leadership as as we heard yesterday at the MC meeting, Adrian, is really important to how we do that. Yeah, no, tremendous, compassionate leadership, love it. Um, and have I just realised that gripple comes from grip and pull, because that was how, yeah. is that yeah. right? That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, very clever, goodness <laughs> me. Now, there does seem to be quite a hotbed of, of um, employee ownership, cooperatives, uh, mutuals in, in Yorkshire, is that, am I right in that? Yes, we've, I mean, so South Yorkshire, for example, is the first place to have what we call the ownership hub, mm. um, which is an initiative, a partnership between the EOA and Co-ops UK um, run out of the South Yorkshire Mayoral Combined Authority um, in, in Sheffield, mm. which is basically trying to drive more worker ownership in the region. So we were the first, South Yorkshire was the first one to have anything like that. I believe there's now one in London, which um, Sadiq Khan recently endorsed. So it's all about driving more worker ownership in the region. And South Yorkshire, I think, I mean, obviously, we're a, a sizable business in the region here. We, we employ across our three businesses um, around about 800 people. So the profile of our business is, is I would say, helped that in South Yorkshire, but there are other businesses around us as well um, who are doing, you know, they've got HLM architects um, who are based in uh, in the centre of Sheffield. Um, you've got Airmaster who do HVAC systems um, more, and, you know, obviously proud tradition of manufacturing in Sheffield as well. So mm. to see those businesses following that model and, and, and it growing, yeah, we've, it's it's definitely definitely becoming a bit more of a, a hot spot for employee ownership i would say amazing indeed okay well let's change tack a little bit in terms of um we've got eo day eo day employee ownership day coming up um on friday so what or how are you in gripple marking this or glide marking this this event yeah so usually we would have our own internal events um where our, our glide reps around our sites, we've got seven sites in, in Sheffield and they would organize events. And usually we've done all sorts from ice cream vans visiting the sites and everyone having free ice cream. Um, we've recently started doing barbecue days, um, which we'll be doing again this year, um, which is just a really nice way to, to get people engaged in and celebrating our, our unique culture, if you like, and just having that opportunity to stop and, and to, um, to reflect on what we've got. Mm. Um, 
the big thing that we're doing that we've we've not done for a while actually and certainly not on this scale ever before is we've invited that community of south yorkshire employee and businesses uh, to our bar and social space in sheffield glide house um, for a networking event so we have got around about 80 people coming to to glide house on eo day um, it will be speed networking it will be champagne reception and then a three-course lunch which is cooked by our in-house kitchen team and uh, that will be attended by i think there'll be more than 18 different employee and businesses represented from the region uh, most of them eo already but some of them exploring the model as well uh, we'll also have james de levan from the eoa here we'll have oliver coppard who is the sheffield city mayor at the event as well mm-hmm. and we'll be using it as an opportunity to essentially showcase um eo in the region but also celebrate what is a, a thriving sector so really looking forward to, to hosting everyone and and seeing lots of new faces as well no i can imagine and you referred earlier on to the meeting that we had um because this is recorded on friday the gosh let me get the right day 16th <laughs> so um we i went went up to wakefield for the employee ownership membership council and michael is the chair of that membership council and I sit on it as well, um, Richie, to represent the members of the Employee Ownership Association who will be hearing from uh, separately. So, you know, Michael, you know, you've got a great example there. And I think you're very keen, aren't you, to share the insights and encourage other businesses to follow suit, it seems to me. And, uh, you know, as a beacon of light within the sector and the sector's fast growing, I'm sure that uh, many people want to come and visit Glide. You've probably got a constant supply of visitors every day, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, firstly, yes, the the membership council through the EOA is something we're we're very pleased and and proud to be part of, and um, I think you'll agree it's a it's a a really productive session that we that we that we tend to have, and obviously lots of new members this time around, which is great. Yeah. Brings that fresh impetus, and um, yeah, from our perspective, it's again part of our principles as a business is to support the sector and do what we can. Um, to encourage more businesses and, and essentially case study what we're doing in the hope that it supports others. Um, obviously, the, the formal ways are through the EOA and through the membership council. Uh, and yeah, we we host a lot of businesses and absolutely very keen and enthusiastic all the time to do that. Um, and obviously, there's a there's a a resource constraint. There's a time element to that, but we really we really do enjoy doing it and we see the value in doing it. Um, and you know, from a from a people development perspective, I've mentioned obviously our elected glide reps. Mm. You've got a real diverse skill set of people there um, from across the businesses, um, and events like that, hosting other businesses, and those people being ambassadors for our business in those sort of sessions are really useful for us in terms of um, developing our people around the business and helping them to 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 better understand their role on on the board. So. Yeah, always very happy to do it, and it's it's very important for us that we that we continue to do it. And you are full time in this role now, uh, representing Glide. So you've been taken from your day job, as it were, to undertake this role. Yes. 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 So obviously, Glide started in 2011, and I think we had about 15 members on the board. And the way that our numbers grow in terms of members of the board is we elect reps based on the number of shareholders in each regional subsidiary of our businesses basically um so as our businesses have grown and our number of shareholders have grown so have the number of people on the board 
Uh, we've now got over 42 reps across the global business. It is a mm. sizable, sizable board. And obviously by having that, that number of people, we're trying to do more, um, not just in the board meetings, but to support how we engage people, how we support well-being, sports, social well-being opportunities through through the spend that we have. You know, I mentioned at the start about having these gifted shares. We get dividend on those shares when when the businesses are profitable. Um, and that means that we're able to do lots of exciting things around supporting people's well-being, improving people's membership benefit. Um, and that could be anything from uh, bacon sandwiches at the end of a financial period. It could be tickets to go and see a football match or the theatre, mm. right up to sort of larger scale projects, which are about giving people fantastic experiences. So something we've we've done recently is launched a, a Kilimanjaro Trek initiative, whereby we invite all of our members around the businesses to apply for the opportunity to go and climb Kilimanjaro, undertake the trek, and then go on safari afterwards, <laughs> which for us is obviously there's personal development in there, but there's also serious, you know, uh, experience and recognition and saying thank you to people who've really helped us get the business where it is today. Yeah. So, yeah, giving these examples, because it has become from what it was initially, it has grown significantly. And we've, I think, put lots of very nice meat on the bones of what we do um, mm. to the point where it does need full time resource and it does need you know, us to carry on driving it because as the business grows, it's really important that we keep harnessing the culture and developing what we've got. So yes, I'm, I'm doing a fixed five year term. Uh, and when I reach the end of my term, we will elect a new representative who will do a, a five year term after me. Um, so my, my background before that, I was an elected glide rep for four years before running for, um, standing for election to be chair. Um, and I worked in a, all manner of different marketing roles, marketing comms, digital uh, market an analyst stuff and uh, product management as well. So, um, yeah, very much a marketing background before that. I was going to say, so you are you are from the marketing, well, marketing degree, and that's the route into the business, yes, that they've taken you out of. <laughs> yes. So I started on Gripple's first graduate program back in 2012 um, and and joined through that through that scheme. And again, that scheme has grown from something that I think we were very much guinea pigs at the beginning. And when I look at the graduate program now, it's it's fantastic what what the sort of experiences that they get through that. So yeah, it's really good to see. Okay, well, look, um, just wanted to ask you, as we're going towards the end of the interview, the community um, engagement that you have then. So, you know, just tell us, you said that your five kind of core principles or, or pillars, challenge, sustainable growth, um, innovation and, and MPD, promoting employee ownership, but also community uh, activism. What, so what sort of things are you doing in the local community? Yeah, so we've we've now got um, dedicated charitable foundations established. Um, and the, the original principle was we would commit to donating 1% of our pre-tax budgeted profit to charities every year. Um, we've so again formalized that a bit more over the last couple of years to create these foundations and again um such as hugh and roger's generosity um they've gifted more shares into these foundations which we alongside the the budgeted profit number that i mentioned from the mm. business we also donate the dividends on their gifted shares so that's grown significantly and we'll we'll donate 
way in excess of £100,000 through the Cripple Foundation this year. Um, and it's a massive part of what, what we should be doing. You know, when we talk about building a business for the long term and having something sustainable, which creates value for us and for, for people, you know, in the communities we serve, that's, that's absolutely key. So mm. that can extend into um, donating, you know, financially to local charities in the area who, who, who need support. It can, it can be what we call people power projects where we're actually taking people with you know skills and expertise from our business and going and doing renovation projects it could be renovating a, a, a building it could be renovating a garden it could be anything really um and yeah we again coming back to development we see it as a really good opportunity for for people to have an experience that steps outside their comfort zone where they have to lead a project like a charities project and we do utilize the foundation to give people that opportunity to develop leadership skills project management skills that sort of thing so there's that and there's we've, we've got a net zero target we want to be and we use the term climate positive because we if we can we want to have a positive impact on the climate rather than just breaking mm. even as it were with net zero so we target net zero by 2030 and that means we're also doing lots of community engagement projects with um for example the the river trust in sheffield that looks after the don valley river we do a lot of river cleanups with them um but also thinking about how we invest in solar panels how we invest in renewable energy on our buildings um but also hopefully in the future create some opportunity to to build you know larger scale solar farms in the region that are gonna that are gonna support support that that move to renewable energy as well Wow, an awful lot going on. You say there's more than one charitable foundation, or there is one foundation that does manages oversees all these activities. So we have we have um, a charitable foundation for each of our member businesses. So Gripple has okay, one, Low right. Dog has one, okay. and Glide has one as well. All right. Now, if somebody wants to learn more about um, Gripple or Glide, where would you direct them in terms of a website? So I would direct them to Gripple.com. Um, there is a page on our about section of the, the Gripple website, which tells you all about Glide um, and they can find out a bit more there. Um, obviously, very happy for people to get in touch with us and, and if they want to come and see us and they're interested more in the model, then they're, they're always very welcome. And Gripple, just spell that, make sure we get it right. It's G-R-I-P-P-L-E. It is Gripple. G it's not grip and pull, uh, listeners. It's Gripple. G R I P L E dot com. I mean, just a fascinating business. Um, the founder, Hugh Facey, who I've had the pleasure of meeting, is quite a remarkable force of nature, I have to say. Um, so he's I think he set the culture at the very beginning and um, you know, he just did. wonderful to see how he's developed it. And then, you know, for an owner to let go of their baby is not an easy thing to do, of course. Yeah. But uh, what a wonderful um, you know, public spirited person to do that and then the community activity because clearly you know your employees are drawn from the community you sell into it you recruit from and you operate in it why wouldn't you why wouldn't any business look after uh, or not look after its uh, its local community so michael that's been a fascinating thank you so much for taking the time and trouble to to go through it it's a great pleasure to to be able to now starting to work closely with you on the um, membership council for the employee ownership association but you know i think there's a hell of a story here and we probably haven't done in any way shape justice despite talking for you know nearly half an hour uh, we could go on and on and maybe there are some of the topics that we've talked about that we can come back to one day and maybe deep dive into these but for employee ownership day on friday 
Um, we have three big employee-owned businesses in the county, but I thought it was important to perhaps, you know, get a different perspective and certainly some leading lights. So, Michael, many thanks indeed. Keep safe, keep well, and keep up the good work.